Welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. I'd like to invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. This morning, we're going to look at one of the most well-known stories and miracles um, of Jesus Christ. In fact, um, all four gospel authors uh, cover, cover this account. We all grew up knowing uh, the story of Jesus feeding the five thousand something about food okay grabs everyone's attention so if you have your bible turn to matthew chapter 14 and i'll read from verses 13 to 21. now when jesus heard this he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself but when the crowds heard it they followed him on foot from the towns when he went ashore he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Okay, in contrast to the Garden of Eden, we live in a world of scarcity, shortages, and lack. And so this creates needs in our lives. And it's our ability to meet those needs produced by shortages on a regular basis that determine our quality of life. Uh, for example, it's not ideal right now in the Philippines. Um, the vaccination program won't be completed, realistically speaking, probably, I'm guessing, until the middle of 2022. Um, for the year 2020, we just recorded a 14-year high in terms of unemployment rate. There's a new surge now okay, in the virus. Um, there's talk and denial of another lockdown. So, in other words, with all of those conditions put together, it's looking like or let me just put it this way, we need to be ready for another season of possible shortages. So in other words, provision is very dependent on the right conditions being in place. So let's go back to our story and consider the conditions of our story in Matthew 14. First of all, they were in the wrong place. The gospel, three out of four of the gospel authors use the same word, which translates into desolate in English, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in the original language, it meant a wasteland, okay, wilderness, uninhabited. And that makes perfect sense. That's the whole point why Jesus was there, was to be away from the crowds. Now, the community there in particular at this time lived off of the land. They were farmers and fishermen. So the fact that this area where they were, uh, which John or I think Luke identified as Bethsaida Julius, 
the fact that it was uninhabited simply meant this was barren land. This was very unfruitful. Otherwise, farming communities would have already um, sprouted in this area. So think about that. This is a wilderness place in a very poor region, which was Galilee. So in other words, this was the wrong place okay, to expect provision. Next, this was the wrong time. Okay? This was no scheduled, organized meeting. Again, Jesus went here in a barren place to be by himself, precisely to be by himself because he was grieving for the death of his cousin, John the Baptist. So this was unplanned. It was already in the evening. Um, Matthew said the day was already over and nobody had brought provisions, not surprisingly. They're four days away from Jerusalem by walking uh, where the shops would have been. And even in the villages where the disciples said, well, send them to the villages. What village in the first century could feed 5,000 people on the spot? And by the way, there weren't just 5,000 people. There were 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So historians estimate there's probably 15 to 20,000 total, okay, right there uh, in this crowd that Jesus fed. So what village can feed 15 to 20,000 people unannounced? 15 to 20,000, that's larger than the entire population of any of the towns in Jesus' time, larger than Capernaum. That's the capacity crowd of Araneta Coliseum right now. And even today, which restaurant without prior notice can feed 15 to 20,000 people? We all show up, feed, feed us all 15 to 20,000. Nobody can do that. So this was uh, literally the wrong time, the worst time to expect provision. So they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and the math was just wrong. I mean, they had, they had five loaves of cheap bread, we know that, and one, two pieces of fish. And again, there were 15 to 20,000 people. So if you do the math, there's only one loaf for every three to 4,000 people. Three to 4,000 maghahati-hati sa isang loaf. And there was only one piece of fish for every 7,500 to 10,000 people maghahati sa isang piece of fish. No wonder the disciples wanted to send them away. The disciples were the original Howie boys. Alam nyo ba yung Howie boys? Yung taga-Howie ng mga, ng mga fans. So this was the wrong economics to expect provision. And finally, they were simply the wrong people. These were the poorest of the poor. The crowd we're talking about were uneducated provincial fishermen and farmers. They had no connections, zero resources to feed 15 to 20,000 people. Um, they were, at this point, they were tired, they were sick, Jesus healed them, they were hungry, and they were smelly, okay? They <laughs> So they were the wrong kind to expect provision. And so if you go back to our formula earlier, where the right conditions are our only guarantee of provision, everything was wrong about this story. Um, it was the wrong place, at the wrong time, with the wrong math, and the wrong people equals zero provision. But that's not how God saw it. In the eyes of God, they were the right people. They were God's people. They're the chosen people. They were His treasured possession. In fact, 
this was actually a lake. I mean, where they were was on the other side of the lake, the Lake of Galilee. And the other name for the Lake of Galilee, which John in his account called it the Sea of Galilee, or did he? I'm not sure now. So, um, but it's called a sea even though it's a lake because it was so big. If you're standing on one side of the Lake of Galilee, you cannot see the other side. And so naturally, Jesus wanted to go to the other side. He took a boat. Natural, Okay. But what's fascinating about the story is that it says, when the people saw Jesus get on a boat to get to the other side, what did they do? The, Jesus was crossing the lake with the boat. They followed him on foot. That meant they had to round an entire portion, the top portion of the lake to get to the other side where Jesus was going. And according to Matthew, when he arrived to the other side, a great crowd was already there. Naunahan pa nila si Jesus. In fact, uh, I think it was Mark who said, they got there, literally, we know that. They got there ahead of Jesus. Here's Jesus on a boat. I'm not sure why the crowd didn't get on a boat. They're probably too poor to own a boat or not enough boats, yeah, to get them uh, across. So they went on foot. Naunahan pa nila si Jesus, even though they were running. They must have run fast. What does this mean? They were hungry. Not hungry for food. This was still early in the day. They were hungry for Jesus Christ. They had the faith. They were in great need, but they knew to go to Jesus. They didn't grumble or complain. In their need, they followed Jesus Christ. And that's why Matthew says, Jesus had compassion on them when he saw them. He went there to be alone, but when he saw them, and again, in the original word, that word compassion, original language meant Jesus was stirred. His entire being was stirred to his very core. And that's why Jesus taught them about the kingdom of God. We know that from the other gospel accounts. He laid hands on them to heal the sick, and then he fed them. So in the eyes of God, they were the right people. All the conditions were wrong, but these were the right people. Not only that, God is the right and the true provider. Actually, it was King Herod's job to provide food for his subjects. But the people didn't go to Herod. They knew better than to go to Herod. They knew who to go to. They went to Jesus Christ, the true provider, the king provider. And they knew not only would he provide for their needs, he would give them the bread of life. And so what happened? What was the result? Verse 20, they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of leftovers. Every gospel writer noted that, that they have 12 baskets of leftovers. One basket for every disciple. And who do the disciples represent? The 12 tribes of Israel. What does that mean? God the provider, our Lord the provider can provide for your personal needs your family's needs, your community's needs, and our nation's needs. That's the kind of God that we serve. That's the kind of, of God that we follow. So again, when it comes to provision, when it comes to our needs, it's not about what, it's not about where, it's not about when, it's all about who. And Jesus, our God, is a true provider. The question is, are you the right person? And we know that by whether we have put all of our faith and all of our trust on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Not in our own strength, not in any human institution, but in the ability and the power and the desire 
of God to provide for all of our needs. And when we do that, Isaiah 43, 20-21 says, this is God speaking, For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. If you are a person and a people of faith, if you've put all of your faith in Jesus Christ and His work on the cross, you may be living in the wilderness or in the desert, but the Bible says He will give water right where you are and rivers, again, in the desert where you live. So again, cry out to Him for all of your needs. And even as you cry out to Him, God's promise to you is already He is breaking the bread. He is dividing the fish to provide for all of your needs. Remember, this was a creative miracle. That meant God made something out of nothing. And so whatever it is that you need, whatever the answer is to your prayer, God can create it out of nothing and provide it for you because, precisely because He loves you and you are a chosen person, you're a chosen people, and God is our true provider. So why don't we give Him praise again by closing this morning, by worshiping Him once again through music. Oh, how strong this love that burns in me, burns in me. Oh, how strong this love burns in me, it burns in me. Oh, oh, how strong this love burns in me, it burns in me. Amen. So just allow me once again to bless you through the grace and power of Jesus Christ. Number six, 24 to 26, the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you and good morning. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this will help you build a habit of hearing from God every day. If you'd like more messages like these, you can follow us on Spotify or on our Apple Podcast. And if you'd like to watch these messages, you can watch them every weekday morning on our Victory PH Facebook page.